There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash am I the butthole. If you'd like to skip the initial waffle, timestamps are in the description and along the timeline below. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too. As I always say, it massively helps out this channel. It truly, truly does. And yesterday, we did have some new members to the channel as well. We had trinity sparks join us Gillian watson and we also had poppy searchfield with the rejoin thank you so much for your love support and time and for spending 20 minutes a day with me it means the absolute world and with that being said let's get in to today's stories much love guys now this first story came up it's a bit different to the usual and i thought i got to read it it's from mr axic I hope I got your name right. Am I the asshole for threatening to terminate an employee if she doesn't surrender her pet fox? For context, I work in engineering and I'm a manager of four employees, out of 40 or so at our office. A while back, one member of our team was talking about how she was planning to get a pet fox. I didn't think much of it. I looked it up and they're legal in our state. She apparently got the fox a month ago and has been sharing pictures of it frequently with others, including keeping one on her desk, but we've been noticing several problems. Firstly, when she got the fox, she was missing from work quite often. She was leaving early, taking three-hour lunches and arriving late almost every day. She was aware of it and apologized, saying, sorry, I had to take the fox to a vet one hour away, or sorry I'm late, the fox peed on me this morning before work and I had to re-shower but it was happening nearly every day. I talked to her about it and she was embarrassed and said that she'll do better. And to her credit, she's been better about that for the past couple of weeks. But then the other issue, the bigger issue now, is the smell. After she got the fox, I got a couple of complaints from others that she smelled bad. I only noticed it at times, but it was definitely there. Most notably, on the day she said she was late because she had to re-shower when the fox peed on her. I'm not sure if she actually showered, but it certainly didn't smell like it. But more recently, it's become almost constant. When she walks into the room, you can smell it. Even if she leaves her jacket on the desk when she goes out to lunch, the jacket smells like fox. And it was much worse this week than the week before. I had an uncomfortable conversation with her about it a week ago and said it was becoming a problem. And she seemed very upset and promised that she's showering right before work every day and washing her clothes frequently to make sure it's not an issue. But again, over the past week, it's gotten much worse, not better. So after talking with my supervisor for advice, on Friday, I had another talk with her and told her that her issues weren't really improving despite her efforts and that something has to change. And it seems like it's impossible for her to meet the attendance and hygiene requirements while caring for a pet fox. And if this doesn't change, we would have to consider firing her. This made her very upset and she started crying saying how heartless that was and how I was unappreciative of everything she'd done over the past two years. And how would I like it if someone talked about my child like that? I do feel bad for making her that upset, but I wasn't sure what else to do. I'm wondering if I handled it correctly. Am I the arsehole? 
Now, I've always heard rumors of like fox pee smelling extremely bad, so I can totally understand, you know, you wouldn't want to be stood around that all day, right? The issue I have with this one though, is I don't think you'd be the asshole if you approached this like from a professional standpoint. You ne only needed to say like your attendance isn't good enough and you know the hygiene thing and bring that up. And although it's embarrassing, I think you do need to bring it up. I think where you might become the asshole is though, is that the fox is nothing to do with you. The fox isn't your business. You can't go around telling someone that they need to get rid of their pet. So it depends on the way you've actually worded it. If you did, if you did say something like you need to get rid of your pets or you're getting fired, that would make this and everyone sucks here. And I'm only saying that from a wording standpoint because the fox is the issue here. The fox is making the smell. The fox is doing whatever, right? But it's up to OP to correct those in her own private life. But for now, I think I'm going to go with like and not the arsehole and assume you didn't directly say you need to get rid of your pet because that would be kind of wild thing to do, right? And it, so I'm kind of assuming on this one, I'm going to go with and not the arsehole, but it could be and everyone sucks here at the same time. <sighs> Controversial. <laughs> And book reader says, not the asshole, Fox you're in is enough to clear a stadium of people. Seriously, it is horrific. And while I get that it's illegal for her to own a fox, it's completely unethical and horrible for the fox. Maybe, maybe someone with a lot of land and money who is available all day could care for a wild animal properly. But someone who is working a regular nine to five cannot. And Zombie Draft says everyone sucks here. She is being a bad employee, but the fox herself is not the issue. It's her smell and her missing work. You as the manager should address those issues and not discuss the fox at all. Make clear you expect her to be punctual, not leave early and not smell bad. How she meets these requirements is none of your business. If she does not, that is a reason to fire her, not the fox per se. I don't know how the law works where you live, but if you have to give her any kind of written warning, you should in no way mention the fox. You can tell her that the smell is bothering colleagues, etc. But why she is smelling that way is none of your concern. And Steve says, not the arsehole, but your wording is confusing. If she surrenders the fox, but coming in late and smelling, you would still fire her. The fox, it appears, is no fox at all, but a red herring. You are threatening termination to an employee that's becoming habitually late and has grooming issues that means she is bothering others with her smell. These issues need to be fixed and it is reasonable to terminate someone for failing to do so. And we'll have one more from Havitner saying, if you phrased it as get rid of the fox or you're fired, then you're the asshole. If you phrased it as you must be here consistently on time and not stinking up the place in order to continue working here, then you are completely in the right. The fox isn't the issue. Her lack of attendance and vile smell are the relevant points. When she started crying that you were mistreating her child, you could have easily said, hey, I don't care if you adopt a whole den of foxes, knock yourself out. But if you want to continue working here, I shouldn't be able to tell you have a fox by walking into your office and taking a sniff. Plus, you have to meet the very same attendance and performance expectations as every other employee. The fox is irrelevant to me. And kind of a, as expected on there is like is around the wording on this one, but, but it'd be interesting to know your point of view on that one. And we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from a throwaway account. Am I the asshole for sending the police to my stepsister's wedding? I, 32 female, lost my mum when I was 23. It was by far the most traumatic loss I had experienced. I just couldn't and didn't want to accept her death. It was unfair, untimely and preventable. I got in therapy and was doing better but I had issues with my dad's new wife and her daughter who's 25 and just got married weeks ago. We do not have a close relationship but we are cordial enough to sit at dinner tables. My stepsister treats me as a relative and was much distant from me. But after my father got sick, we had to see each other a lot. 
I'm handling his care while stepmom works full time and stepsister doesn't do much though. She's always visiting when I moved in to help my dad. Before that, I was living with my ex, so returning home was just in time. I brought with me all of my mum's belongings and my stepsister showed interest in my mum's necklace and asked if she could borrow it to wear at her wedding. I refused and she tried every method to convince me. I had to put it in a place where I thought it'd be safe after my stepmother got involved. As the wedding approached, they both kept convincing me to let my stepsister have it. She bragged about affording a better one, but it was a matter of showing who's in control. I stood my ground and told them how serious I was, so they backed off. I didn't attend the wedding to stay with my dad. I remember wanting to change where I was hiding the necklace while the house was empty, but I found it was gone. After searching for hours, I called my stepmom and she said not to worry, my stepsister took it and will return it when the wedding is over. But it was clear that I won't see it till after the honeymoon since she said her daughter was staying at a hotel. I screamed at her to return it, but she argued about not wanting to leave the guests and the wedding has already started. I told her I'd get it myself, but she forbid me from coming, saying she'd have to keep me out for wanting to make a scene. I called the police and explained to them that what was happening. I informed them my stepsister intended to leave for a honeymoon with my property. The police were sent to where the wedding was being held and they were able to retrieve the necklace from my stepsister. She and my stepsister were in shock and livid. She, stepmom, returned home and kept shouting at me, calling me petty and crazy to send the police to my stepsister's wedding, ruining it and humiliating them over a piece of jewelry. She was screaming at my sick dad, telling him to handle me after the stunt I pulled at the wedding. I defended myself saying I only wanted an item that belonged to me that they took without permission. She argued further that I could have waited to get it back, but I chose to burn the bridge with my stepsister and said that she considers me dead after this. She's had stuff I can't mention here, but all I can say is that it was a bad night. I might have overreacted by getting the police involved, but I had no guarantee of getting the necklace back since I have experience with them in the past. Am I the arsehole? I think this one's a pretty simple one to me, you know, don't steal if you don't want to get arrested. And the fact that she turned around to you and said that you're sort of dead to her now, I mean, good riddance, right? <laughs> Who needs people like that in your life? When everything's already going on, you're trying to look after your sick dad, the, the, what you went through with your mum. That's a memory that you had in your hands that they decided they thought they was entitled to sick stuff man and we'll start off with a sea person by night saying not the arsehole don't want police at your wedding don't steal your stepsister's necklace and then brag about it seems easy enough to me op your step family is a pit of assholes may i suggest a safety deposit box at a bank for your precious items and amanya says not the arsehole they took your late mother's property and tried to flip it on you like you burned the bridge Fuck out of here with that mess. You are not the asshole in any way, shape, or form. Good riddance. Hopefully they never bother you again. Put all your mother's things in a safe safety deposit box or storage unit. And on his best says, she says you are dead to her after this. Well, honestly, she should be dead to you. She was in the wrong. They both were wrong. You don't want to respect the people like that because their respect would make you wonder if you are turning out like them. Undercover says not the arsehole, this is a pretty common story and it's sickening how people feel so entitled to someone's belongings and especially if it was left behind by a loved one. I remember reading a similar post about this where the other person stole and wore the necklace and then lost it. The bridge would have been burned regardless of whether you called the cops or not. You might as well show her that she's not entitled to anything and that there were consequences. And we'll finish off with Ugly Quinnell saying, something old, something new, something stolen boys in blue <laughs> let's move on to the next story
And this next story is from Say Moa. Am I the arsehole for wanting to dress up as a penguin at a costume party, even though it might damage my girlfriend's reputation? My girlfriend, 21 female, and I, 22 male, have been invited to a costume party in a few weeks. The theme is things starting with P. I want to dress up as a penguin because I am totally obsessed with this animal and think it would be too funny. Here is the mask I chose. (laughs) I do not plan on getting a full costume, although I will wear black and white for consistency's sake. My girlfriend is upset about that choice. She thinks it looks ludicrous and that it might scare people. The party is hosted by one of her friends and there will be her former friends from high school. I don't know any of them. She says that she'd rather have me act up as a trophy boyfriend, just as she did when she met up my friends. She has been harassed in high school and think it would be a sweet revenge. I am, however, entirely positive about dressing up as a penguin. I don't want my girlfriend telling me what to wear under any circumstances, as I never ask such a thing from her. One of her female friend's boyfriend will even come dressed up as a chicken, yet I can't do my thing. She sent a picture of the mask to that friend who thought it would be hilarious. She'd rather buy me a disguise that looks like this, which is less funny in my opinion. Am I the arsehole? And we'll start straight away with Rowdy Riker on this one saying, this doesn't sound like a good group of friends kind of party. It almost sounds like a school reunion where she's probably gonna have to talk to a lot of people that she doesn't like and who possibly bullied her in high school. If that's the case, put your penguin fetish aside for a night and just be supportive. And Jellyfish Mind says, you're the arsehole, you're completely dismissive of your girlfriend's feelings. She gave you a very sound reasoning as to why she'd prefer you not going overboard with a costume. Respect her feelings, it's not your social event. Plus imagine it were the other way round and she wanted to wear something that'd make you the laughing stock at one of your events. Perhaps even a corporate setting. It may not seem that relevant to you, but if it's important to your partner, you should have their back. And Pushkin Mage says, "Er, that mask you chose is not great in my opinion. The question is if you want to be right or if you want to be smart. You're allowed to wear whatever you like, but there will be consequences and you know it. The fact that she did her best when meeting your friends is also in her favor here. No one's an arsehole here leaning towards you're the arsehole. And one more from Gatto saying, no one's an arsehole here. However, food for thought. It's not dressing up as a penguin that's bothering her. She made a compromise. She just doesn't like realistic mask you picks. You're also glazing over the fact that she may have some real anxieties about high school coming back to haunt her. There's a lot more going on under the surface here, but ask yourself real hard. Do you care more about the possibility of being funny to people you barely know or about definitely making your girlfriend feel better about it? Absolutely some good points there. And let's move on to the next one. And our next story comes from a throwaway account. Am I the asshole for selling my rental properties that I inherited from my grandma? A few years ago, my grandma was diagnosed with cancer. And while going through her will, my family and I discussed what we would each be inheriting. My mum and her siblings wanted her rental properties in a big city. I won't give the exact name. It's not as expensive as New York or San Fran, but good luck trying to find rent under $1,000. That isn't a complete dump. To be sold immediately while she insisted that they still be used as a way to generate income for our family. I eventually took the offer to inherit the properties and the deal was closed. A few months later, when she passed away, I inherited all of her properties. Fast forward to 2020, during the pandemic, I came to the conclusion that I no longer wanted to live in said city and wanted to move across the country to Florida, where the weather would be better, housing cheaper. My wife has a job offering there and my job is de facto teleworking, even though COVID lockdowns are done. I had also made quite a lot of money during the few years I owned the properties to the point where I could retire a decade or so earlier than I had initially planned. 
However, this income was decreasing from the lowered rent and I was getting sick of the amount of maintenance I had to put into them. The only thing that stopped me from selling the properties as soon as I could was making sure that all of my tenants could either move out comfortably or would be okay with the new owners. While my wife and my dad's side of the family was okay with this, my mum and her side was really pissed off. They initially offered to buy the properties, although their offer was nowhere near what the final buyers offered. They accused me of being a selfish asshole for supposedly cheating them out of money twice, and my uncle was especially pissed off. He had been living in the apartments for free under my grandma, which was something that I continued until I decided to sell. He's quite angry that he has to start paying rent, although he and his wife make a combined $250,000 in a city that isn't incredibly expensive and has more than enough saved to either rent out a different place or finally buy a house. My dad's family side, my wife and I are secure in our decision, although my mother's side of the family is still quite upset. Am I the arsehole? And sad landlord says, okay, so if I understand this correctly, you got the lion's share because your grandma wanted to keep the properties and didn't want to get them sold. You decided you didn't want to keep them, sold them and kept the money. So yes, you're the arsehole. And Katz overall says, obviously you're the arsehole. And were it not for people struggling with reading comprehension, this would be the resounding conclusion. You got the lion's share of your grandma's wealth based on a lie. If it was honest change of heart, you'd have distributed the wealth from the sales evenly as she would had she not been led to believe you would manage them according to her wishes. And Chaosy says, you're the arsehole for selling what you told your grandma you would keep. I hope you sleep well on your bed of ill-gotten gains from the dead. And Latte and Waffles Forever says, I like this person already. Wait, the properties were supposed to generate income for the family. That's what you wrote. So why did you keep all the money for the rent and for the sale? And one more from Mucking Queen saying, so you got the properties because you promised, unlike your mum and her siblings, to hold onto the properties and not sell them. Then a few years later, you sold them. Not sure how you could not be the arsehole. You're the arsehole. And now let's move on to the next story. And this next story is from JXH Cobb. Am I the arsehole for deleting my dream journal so that my mum can't read it? Hey, I'm new to Reddit and typing this on my phone, so I'm not sure how the formatting is going to turn out. Sorry in advance. Now for the story. I'm a 16-year-old male whose parents are divorced and I live with both 50-50 split. Anyways, I keep a dream journal so I can help remember my dreams. This dream journal is just an app on my phone with a password lock. My mum has always gone through my phone and such, but I never had a problem with this as I either don't have anything to hide or I'm easily able to hide it as she isn't very techy. However, one day she went through my phone and tried opening my dream journal and almost blew up when she saw that I asked her for a password. She said I was sneaking around and trying to undermine her. When I told her it was a dream journal, she finally calmed down and asked me to open it up, which I said no. I feel that what goes on during my dreams, especially because I'm not always in control of what happens, that I have the right to keep that to myself. My mum, however, disagreed and took my phone and went to my girlfriend's house to try and get my phone password from her. She wouldn't budge. Huge shout out to my girlfriend. However, her parents, who I respect and have always kind of looked up to, told me that I was being very mischievous because I wouldn't unlock the journal. When I went to my dad's the next day, I asked him about it and he told me that I should just let her see it, which is what really made me start to think that I was the unreasonable one. This is because if there was something my mum was doing wrong, he would jump at the opportunity to shit talk her. When I came back to my mum's house a few days later, she acted normal and gave me my phone back, which was very surprising for her. Then again later in the week when I thought that it was all over and I don't have to think about it anymore, my mum marches in my room, grabs my phone out of my hands, goes to my journal and unlocks it. 
I still have no idea how she got my password. The only thing I can think of is that one of my brothers ratted me out. In the heat of the moment, my brain thought that the only way to stop her from seeing everything would be to grab the phone and delete the app as fast as possible. This was actually most likely true as I have no idea how to change the password on it and my brothers would have probably taken my phone before I could do it. I did this fairly easily before she could call my brothers to help her stop me. She was obviously pissed about me deleting the app and grounded me and all that. However, the thing was, the worst was when she posted on Facebook about what I had done, all of the people commenting were siding with her. That journal really did mean a lot to me and I feel like what I did was spiteful as I doubt anything would have come from her looking at it. I just need some people to tell me what they think, good or bad. Nope, you deserve some privacy in your life and who does she think that she is that she can just inspect your phone like that and think she's entitled to your, your journal about your dreams? That is absolutely disgusting. You're not the arsehole in any way whatsoever in this situation. And anyone siding with her is absolutely insane. And why was I not surprised this mum turned to Facebook and put a post on Facebook as well to get people to back her up? That, that shit makes me sick. But Baddie says, not the arsehole. That's a terrible invasion of your privacy. If mum tried to look at my phone at that age, I'd tell her to kick rocks. Hey, can we get a kick rocks in the comments? <laughs> I love it. And Miss Rainey says, not the asshole. Wow, your mother needs to allow you some degree of privacy in your life. She needs to understand that if she denies you the right to have any privacy whatsoever, keeping a secret journal slash diary is totally normal and healthy. Then you just end up getting better at hiding things from her. And eventually she'll push you away. I used to have a diary at your age and my mum would never have the money to read it. And LOLO says, whoa, I'm sorry, but everyone else must be on some new shit if they are siding with her. All of that is private. It's literally your thoughts and experiences in one space that's meant for your eyes only. I'm sorry, but there could be a whole village behind it and I would still think that you're not the asshole, but she's a huge one. It's all about boundaries and apparently your mum thinks they don't exist. To be honest, the fact that she went above and beyond to get access to it brings up red flags. Is she always this controlling? Has she ever felt like you didn't deserve to be trusted? And Foda Rose says, not the arsehole. This is incredibly disrespectful of her and your dad. You are a child, not property. You should have control over your writings. The whole inspect my phone thing is creepy. Unless you've done something in the past that warrants this level of scrutiny. It's very unreasonable of them. Source, a parent of a couple of teenagers, including one your age and one younger, and neither I nor my spouse have passwords to our teenagers' laptops or phones, nor would it even occur to us to ask them for those passwords or to inspect their phones. Now, what do you guys think of today's stories? What are your verdicts on today's stories? Don't forget to leave them in the comments if you choose to do so, but never any pressure either. A huge thank you for spending 20 minutes of your day with me and listen to some stories. It means the absolute world. And I just want you to know that you really do change things by getting involved with the channel. If you want to support the channel further, you absolutely can, but again, never any pressure to do so by clicking that join button down below for YouTube or clicking the link in the description for Patreon and joining up there. Thank you so much for your love, support, and time. It means the absolute world to me. Thank you so much, and I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.